Hey team, welcome to Rewriting Wellbeing, the teacher's health podcast, the show that helps you thrive and not just survive both in and out the classroom. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. You are joined as always by me, your host, Charlie Burley, the teacher's health coach. And today I want to talk to you about a subject that's a little bit close to the bone for us as teachers. And that topic is time. I just don't have any time. If as a teacher you've ever uttered that phrase, I get it. Not having enough time is almost part and parcel of being a teacher, right? But what's worse is that for so many of us, what little time we do have, we tend to spend on things that don't truly make us happy or contribute towards our longer term health and happiness. Now, this isn't an attack on anyone. I've done this for the majority of my life up until recently, and I definitely did it for the majority of my teaching career as well. And I'll be totally honest, it's something that I'm still working on now. So please don't think that this is a criticism whatsoever. But today I just want to help you reframe the way that you're looking at time and hopefully give you a bit of a shift in perspective that I've had recently. Before I go on, today I'm going to be talking about time, family, life and death as well in this episode and I know that this topic can be understandably triggering for so many people and I've had quite a few clients lose loved ones over the past 12 months and I've experienced family bereavements too and I know how incredibly hard that can be so I just wanted to give this episode a little disclaimer before we go on. So over the last sort of six to nine months or so I've had a few things happen in my life and it's really got me thinking about how much I work what my priorities are and how I spend my time in general. And then last week on a podcast I was listening to, I heard someone talking about the realization of how few days that they're likely to have left with their parents. Um, and then as a complete coincidence, I went that round to see my mum on her lunch break on Friday and cooked us some food. And she mentioned that she's only got 16 years left until she's 80. So all of these things sort of like coincidentally happened all at once. And it's really, really got me thinking about time and how I'm spending my time. I tend to see my parents about once or twice a month um, and without sounding too morbid because I really don't want this to. That means that if I keep seeing my parents about once a month, I'm probably going to have fewer than 200 mornings or afternoons with them left. And I know 200 sounds like a big number, but of course we know how quickly time goes, right? And if we're being completely brutally honest here, it's likely that in those later years, we'll probably be able to do increasingly fewer and fewer things together because of health illness, fitness, these kinds of things. And that's really, really made me reassess how I'm spending my free time, not just with them, but with loved ones and friends and family in general. And it's made me think a bit more about who I want to spend my time with and also what's truly important to me as, as an individual, not, not to do with anyone else. And maybe just that really quick frame there will do that for you too. There might be someone that you haven't seen very much recently or there might be someone that you want to spend a bit more time with. Just give that activity a go if you're comfortable to. How many times do you think you'll have left to spend time with that person? It's really, really tough. It's not a nice thing to think about, but it's the reality. And sometimes we do need to face that. Before I continue, if anything that I've said so far has resonated with you, here's a quick question for you to reflect on. If you were to repeat today, every day for the next 30 years, would you be happy with where you end up? Would you be happy with how you spend your time? And I know that that's a really tough question. That's two tough things already. We're a few minutes in here. Um, but if we're not careful, we can end up going through the motions, looking forward to the weekends and the holidays and living for Friday afternoon and forget the fact that actually every time we do that, we're taking a step further down a path that when it's all said and done, we might not be so happy that we did. Here's a quick quote. 
It is not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste a lot of it. Life is long enough, and a sufficiently generous amount has been given to us for the highest achievements if it were all well invested. So it is. We are not given a short life, but we make it short. And we are not ill-supplied, but wasteful of it. Life is long if you know how to use it. And I absolutely love that quote. I really, really do. And that's from Seneca. And it really resonates with me. If you're someone who finds yourself procrastinating with work, going and chatting a little bit too much in the staff room and you've got other things you'd probably rather be doing outside of work, doom scrolling on the sofa in the evening when you're sitting with your loved ones, sitting in silence or on your phone, or simply getting to Sunday night and not really knowing how you spent your free time, then this is something I really, really want you to listen to. Hopefully this will be something that you can use to reframe how you're spending your time and how much time you're spending with your loved ones. It's a little bit worrying how limited the time with loved ones is that we have. If you're a parent, the time that you've got with your children is going to peak in mid-childhood and will rapidly drop off once they hit 16, 17, 18, 19 into their late teenage years. Same likewise with your parents or your siblings. That's going to peak for all of us in childhood and very, very steeply drop off once we hit about 17, 18, 19. So for most of us listening to this, we've already had the vast, vast majority, and I'm talking like over 60% of the time that we'll ever spend with our family. That's, that's already done for most of us. And if you've got children who are 10, 11, 12, you're sort of coming to the end of those years where you're going to get to spend so much time with them. And if we kind of think about the time that we spend on our studies and work and education and all of that stuff, that's actually going to increase throughout our lives until we get to our sort of fixed 50s, 60s. Um, and who knows, by the time a lot of us retire, maybe 70s. Um, and a bit, bit differently, the time that you spend with your other half is also going to increase steadily as life goes on. So little side note here, if you if you have a partner, if you're going to choose a partner, choose them wisely. Uh, make sure they stack the dishwasher the same way as you. Make sure you can build Ikea flat pack stuff together. Uh, make sure their chewing doesn't annoy you, that kind of stuff. Choose your partner wisely. Um, and I know that all this might sound a little bit morbid, but I really, really don't want it to. Instead, I want this episode to feel like a line in the sand for you. If you feel like you've been coasting through life, if you feel like you're doing nothing but working or teaching at the moment, if suddenly when you sort of look at your birthday and you're cal calculating what, what age you are now, it tends to send shivers down your spine. If you're feeling like that, I want you to really, really think about the things we've talked about. How much time have you got left with those loved ones that you cherish? How are you spending your time at the moment? Are you wasting any of your free time at the moment? A really good way to think about this and another powerful reframe is the rocking chair test. It's a really great exercise. I want you to quickly, for a second, just imagine that you're 90 years old, sitting on your porch in your rocking chair. You're thinking back and you're reflecting on your life. Now, bear with me here. I want you to imagine that things haven't gone as planned. Looking back, you actually feel full of regret. You've lost touch with loved ones. You're upset with how you spent your time. You didn't do any of the things that you actually wanted to. It's a pretty horrible thought, right? It's not nice to think about whatsoever. Just imagine 90 year old you sitting there full of regret and the heaviness and the weight that that brings. Horrible, right? Not a nice thought, but it's powerful. But you're fortunate because now we can reverse time and we can come back to where you are today and we can come back to the present day because that future that you've just imagined of 90 year old you sitting on your porch full of regret and, and the weight that that brings doesn't ever need to happen. That future you've just imagined never, ever needs to come to pass. You never have to bear the weight of those regrets. You've still got all that time left ahead of you. 
So that's a really empowering feeling. You've now kind of reversed time and you've got, I don't know, it might be 50, 60, however many years left ahead of you until you get to that point. That's an empowering feeling. So this time we're going to think forward again to you at 90. But this time we're going to imagine you've got no regrets, that you've spent your time how you truly, truly wanted to. Have a think for me. What do you really want? What thoughts and feelings do you really want to have and experience at age 90? What, what memories do you have? What has made your life meaningful? Who are you as a person? What is it that you really value? What things do people say about you? What can you see around you? What can you hear? What truly shows that you're happy? What are you proud of? Who did you prioritise? What values did your life embody that gave your life that meaning and satisfaction? What did you achieve? These are questions that are really deep, but they're questions that are important to ask yourself. When you're sitting there at age 90, on your rocking chair, what do you want to have lived? What life do you want to have lived? I came across a really, really powerful phrase not so long ago that's a little bit along the same vein as this. Um, and actually, a lot of the inspiration for this episode came from came from this podcast. Um, a guy called Sahil Bloom, and he was talking um, about sort of life and death as well. And if you haven't checked him out, definitely, definitely go and check him out. But he was talking about a phrase, um, memento mori. And it's a Latin phrase that roughly translates as remember death or remember that you must die. And I know that sounds absolutely horrible to uh, ponder our own sort of end and all that kind of stuff. But actually, again, it's quite empowering to know that we don't have forever, to know that every single day is hugely important, to appreciate the small moments and to appreciate everything we have going for us in our lives is so, so important for us to feel happy and healthy. So if your life feels like it's been flying by, if it feels like it's been passing you by too quickly, if you feel that you're not really sure where time has gone, maybe you're looking at your children and thinking, when on earth did they get to that age? Or you're looking at your uh, <laughs> how many years you got till your pension comes through and you're thinking, oh, hang on a minute, when did that time go by? When you, If you're feeling like that, I want you just to quickly check in with a few key areas for me. How are you spending your time at work? Are you prioritising the things and the people that are most important to you? Are you wasting any of your life doing activities like doom scrolling? Is that something that you need to knock on the head and completely get rid of? What changes do, that you, do you need to make in order to be happy with your current trajectory? What changes do you need to make to be able to live that life where you're 90 sitting on the porch thinking about all those brilliant things that you've achieved and, and the life that you've lived surrounded by all the people that care about you? What changes do you need to make? So our brains work mostly on the day-to-day, -day, right? They don't think about the next five years. They don't think about the next 10 years. Our brains aren't great at computing. It's very abstract for the brain to think about, okay, here's a 20-year period. Here's all the things that are going to happen. So we just get sucked back into what the brain can handle, and that is the day-to-day. -day. We focus on getting to 3 p.m. We focus on getting to the weekend, and we forget that actually... We're constantly taking steps towards the future every single day. We're stacking the bricks, if you like. We're casting votes for the kind of person that we're going to be and the kind of life we're going to live. And if for you, it feels like those votes are being cast for a future that you don't want, if you feel like you're stacking bricks in a wall that you don't really want to live, if you like, if you feel that your current actions aren't in line with where you want to be in 5, 10, 15 years in some way, I just want this episode to be a bit of a line in the sand where you can go back Think about how short life is. Think about how limited our time is with our loved ones. But also think about how much time we do have and to think about how we're actually spending that time. So I hope today's episode has been thought-provoking for you and hopefully it's got you thinking a little bit more about how you are spending that time. If you found it useful, please do share it with a loved one or a colleague and I'll see you back here next week for the next episode. Take care. Yeah, 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 yeah.